Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio. Angels Radio. Mm-hmm. How about Raiders? Ooh. How about not the Raiders? Argentina. AM 830 KLA for the next three and a half, mm-hmm. four years. It's going to be all Argentina. Well, anyway, welcome everybody. This is a very special show. We're here live on the 31st. Earthworm, it's you, me, and Mr. Steve Carson. Mm-hmm. Uh, good morning, Steve. Sergio. Good morning there. Hello, Sergio. Are you there? Are you there? Yes, I can hear you, Steve. Can you hear us? Uh, it's a miracle of modern electronics. Isn't it? So that is uh, Mr. Steve Carson, director of the Penn Fishing University, and the Earthworm. You will get an on-air review. Ooh, I'm looking okay? forward to this. Uh, every, every company has a review. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a review, and I will do it on the air. Okay, and we will... We will Finally, you know, at least this year we'll find out if you creeped up from six feet under or <laughs> did you creep down from six feet under. Okay, Mr. Andrew Mack from Max Fish Reports, Western Outdoor News, and IGFA. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everybody. All right, and Happy New Year to everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's going to be happier after I wake up from my nap this afternoon <laughs> and we'll party out. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and get started. Um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to do a little bit of a where where we were, where we're going kind of thing, uh, both saltwater and freshwater. Uh, we're going to talk about these new regulations that are really, we, we, we need to understand what's going on and uh, we'll move on, okay? So without further ado, let me explain that um, one of the pluses for you and your review today, okay, <laughs> is that you bought your significant other, uh-huh. okay, a woman who is really carrying a cross here, okay, with you, mm-hmm. okay? And so without further ado, Erica, good morning. Good morning, Sergio. I like that. Mm-hmm. See, this is this would buy you maybe a foot, bringing her in. I'm getting closer. Yeah, but I don't know. I might have to knock you down two feet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, let, let's get it started here. Uh, let's, go, let's start with the freshwater report. Sure. Yeah, let's go ahead and start at uh, Santa Ana River Lakes. Uh, Santa Ana River Lakes, uh, for a consecutive two weeks in a row, has pulled out a trout over 16 pounds. Last week... Oh, 16. 16, one six. Yeah, last week, they had their biggest trout of the season uh, uh, so far caught, which was 16 and a half pounds. That was a big trout, but guess what happened this week? A 16 and three quarter pound trout was caught <laughs> on a guy in a float tube. Uh, he was fishing over there on the road. Uh, he was actually fishing with a rainbow power bait, uh, soaking it, and he caught the fish and brought it up to the uh, the way thing, and they started taking pictures. And when they had the video going, the fir- the first thing he said was, "This is the biggest fish I've ever caught in my life." 
and that was pretty cool. For the second time of ever being at Santa Ana River Lakes, not only is his personal best trout, but his biggest fish he's ever caught. And they also had a you know a fifteen and a half pounder caught just earlier earlier that day too. So. Santa Ana River Lakes is definitely the home of the super trout over here in Southern California. Popular methods, if you're fishing Santa Ana, especially on the Friday after the stock, remember, fish shallower waters. Those fish aren't going to run out to 20 feet. You know, they're not going to go out 100 feet offshore right away. It's going to take them a little bit to get acclimated. Um, Typically, they're going to be in like that three to four foot range. So that's why you're going to see a lot more guys hooking up on jigs. Uh, fishing closer to the shore so if you are soaking bait don't cast out too far and another thing to look for is the birds why are the birds going back and forth putting their head in the water it's not because they're practicing for the bird olympics they're there because the fish are right under them so a couple things to look for on that again two pound test and these fish if you guys have seen my seminars you know that i come with a big net that's a good spot to bring it because these fish, they well, come in Well, let's go big. to Steve for the report. Steve, how big should the net be? Well, uh, you should be able to fit all the way inside of it. <laughs> well, that could be a small net, really. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, Sergio, uh, how often, and whether it's the San Ana River Lakes or the Sierras or, you know, heck, out, you know, out on party boats, you'll see somebody come along and they've got one of these little bitty hand nets that are called trout nets. They don't even really have a handle. They just have like a little grip, just enough room for one hand. And there may be a, you know, a foot around, and there may be a foot deep in terms of the netting. And I'm thinking, what are they going to do with that? Right. Uh, yeah, you need a big net. And, and it's, you know, what it is is people that haven't fished much, they think that that's being, what's the correct word, overconfident, you know, arrogant, or, you know, or whatever. It's not. It's, it's the exact opposite. It's doing what you should always do, especially on New Year's Eve, plan ahead. Mm-hmm. That, that's a good point, Steve. Another thing I want to focus on, the reason why you bring net a big net, a lot of times the way I look at it, it's not for me. It's for my fishing partner, somebody next to me, to use it when they're scooping up my big fish. Because a lot of times what happens when your buddy or whoever it may be, maybe they don't have a lot of net experience and they go to stab at the fish, they go to try to pick it up, you know, tail first and all this stuff. When you have a net that could fit Sergio, you don't have to just put it under it and lift up and you'll get the face and you'll land the fish. Because a lot of times with a two pound test, it doesn't take much to snap it. You know, and it's a lot better to get a big net, and then you'll land the fish that you've been looking for, like at Santa Ana, these 16-pounders. And people are, people are getting, the, getting the word. Uh, like 10, 15 years ago, you didn't necessarily see a big you know, salmon net in every tackle shop or, you know, or in your, your favorite big box store like Wally World. Now you do. Um, just about everywhere that sells nets, they sell big ones. And, um, you know, it's not for decoration. It's, uh, again, it's not wishful thinking. A, a big net ensures that even a medium-sized fish is going to get caught. And you spend all that time and all that money getting ready. Why would you blow it right at the last minute? Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right. Excellent. So remember, big net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and always check your tackle. Always check your gear. First thing to do before you even cast in, check your drags. Because remember... 
If you're using two pound test for these trout, it doesn't take much to snap the line. So have your drag somewhat loose. I check your line too. I yeah, check the line. Always, you know, switch it out with new fresh line. I mean, if you're going with Isers, you know, you get the the, the six thousand yard spool. So there's no reason that you can't re-spool it every, you know, every time you go out, and it will last you one spool. So I've asked this question many times throughout 2022. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask it again. Uh, fluorocarbon or regular monofilament on the two pound? Uh, for me, straight mono. Straight mono. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you can use fluorocarbon. Um, you know, there's other guys that also, you know, say, hey, you know, throw some uh, three pound or four pound braid on there. You know, use a top shot of two pound. I mean, you could. It's just for trout, you don't need it. It's just, and, and especially trying to tie, you know, knots, you know, from braid to two pound, trying to get that thing cinched, it's. I don't know. My my eyes aren't as good as they used to be, so I'll just I'll go straight Isers two pound, um, and it's done me just fine. Steve. Well, now Sergio, uh, one thing you should avoid is any of the quote unquote fluorescent colors. You know, fluorescent green, fluorescent yellow, fluorescent red. You know, you do want to stay away from those. Um, but it's not necessarily in terms of trout wanting to, you know or, or responding better. I don't think they want it, but if. The, they respond better to two-pound test. It's because uh, the bait or lure is able to act totally naturally. It doesn't seem like you know it's on the end of a of a piece of chain or something like that. So it's not necessarily just a visual issue. Um, you know, in the heavier tests, there's no doubt that that fish cannot see the fluorocarbon nearly as well as they can see you know monofilament line. But you know, when you're fishing two-pound test, especially Andrew mentioned. Uh, fishing jigs, you want that jig just to be drifting and acting totally natural, like it's not attached to anything, and two-pound test allows it to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and make very, very sure that, A, that your knots are good, um, and and we cannot emphasize enough, fresh line. And when you're using two-pound, if you're fishing uh, you know, pretty much anywhere. Uh, I was going to say anywhere with any sort of uh, structure or anything that can that can wear against your line. But really, pretty much any time you're using two pound test, just buy one of those big bulk spools of line and refill your reel, or at least the top hundred yards every single trip. Love it, love it. Yeah. All right. And uh, yeah, I mean, and another thing with two pound is, it's it's such. How do I say it? it? It makes the fish bite a lot easier than it would a thicker line. A prime example, you know, especially for you know how I fished out of California, was when uh, you know I took when we and Erica got married, we went to uh, Wyoming and we fished over there, uh, right there in Teton National Park. Um, and I mean, tell them how how was it when we were fishing two pound? We fishing or me fishing? Oh, and you catching? Wow. On yeah, the edge I, I was pretty much netting net. at that point. <laughs> yeah, and no, it was a lot of fun. That was probably the most fun I've had uh, fishing ever with you. So. All right. Well, Erica, since you're here, take us out. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Raiders Radio, AM 830 KLAA. We'll be right back.
AMA 30. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily Adventures, Lifelong Memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Welcome back. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio on AM 830 KLIA. Love it, love it. You know what, uh, Earthworm, you are fired. Okay, Erica, right. you're hired. Okay, it's all good. All right, so um, just wrapping up a little bit, the one thing I keep hearing, and mm-hmm. I hope everybody is listening out there, because, for example, I'm not a big freshwater guy unless it's largemouth or smallmouth bass, but mm-hmm. uh, very important if you're going to go trout fishing, which this is the time. Uh, Two-pound test, a must. You don't necessarily have to have fluorocarbon. You need a big net. That's right. Okay. What else do I need? Yeah. Like what well, I was saying right before break, um, I mean, when we went, you know, different states, you know, I, t- I always, every new place I fish, I go to the local tackle shop and I talk to, you know, the owner there and I say, hey, you know, what do you recommend? Where, you know, where should we go look, you know, for whatever's biting? And when I told them I had two pound tests, they kind of laughed and they go, well, what are you going to do with two pound test? Mm-hmm. You, you need heavier line for these fish. I go, well, why would you need heavier line? Oh, well, because four pound uh, test catches four pound fish. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, well, you need to go eight pound minimum because there's big fish here and they have teeth. All right, cool. Then I'll 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 look. I'll take your advice, but I'm not going to go eight pound. Mm-hmm. So when we go to the river, we're sitting there by a bunch of locals who go there every single day. They don't have anything. First day, what did we catch in two hours? At least eighty or ninety fish that we released. Second day, we went there for another probably two to three hours, and we had over 150 to 160 trout. And these were bigger browns. I no, mean, let me let me since you asked her, I mean, mm-hmm. let her answer. Oh yeah, Erica, how long you been fishing? Uh, since I've been with Andrew, really. Five minutes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So no. So because I, I remember seeing and you guys went on a trip. Uh huh. Okay. And I saw you with fish. I mean, I saw videos of you catching fish. Uh-huh. What was the experience like? I've never seen anything like it before. Just fish left and right. Uh, you know, every but, every cast almost. But I, how I had did a fish. it feel to have to fish? I mean, when you get bit, when you're bringing it in. Oh, it's so it... exciting! It's so exciting, and he invites me a lot. And I know some days he doesn't catch any fish. That's not too often. 
But I'm thinking like to myself, like that you have to have a lot of patience to be out there and and fish and not so get high. a bite. So I like action. So when I was catching fish every cast. Oh my god. Is it, Steve, that, that that was priceless. He is so fired, you are so hired. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, keep going. Keep going. No, it, it was so much fun. I think it was just action the entire time. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, I love okay, about it. So since he doesn't invite you all the time, I would love to have you and Rhonda come out with me anytime you guys want. I am there. I really like, um, and Steve, you, you and I discussed this a couple of, couple. I think it was a month ago, our trips angler chronicle trips has a lot of females Mm -hmm. okay we love to expand the the sport you know us guys you know you know rusty old guys you know it's Mm -hmm. all good but i wanted angler chronicles to expand into the for females and kids you know i want a lot of kids out there because if we don't get the new generation into fishing it will go away that's true they're they're trying to regulate us out of fishing so we need to have the next generation but you ladies, when they fish, they fish better than most guys. Yeah. And do you know why? They don't have bad habits. Exactly. <laughs> they, 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 well, unfortunately, you were fishing with him. Okay. So Trout, I'll get, you know, he, he fishes with arrows. You see, that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's like me taking my gun and shooting a fish. Hey, salt, right. saltwater fish eat arrows, too. That Dorado I got this year. Man, that thing. <laughs> it loved that arrow. Whoop de doo. He taught me how to shoot with the arrows too. Yeah. Okay. Well, you come out on the ocean honestly with me. <laughs> I'll just take her out for a five day on the ocean honestly. There you go. It's only two and a half day and the other days we can just go on somewhere else. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, so um point taken. Um I think we as fishermen have a tendency to forget what it feels like to, to that mm-hmm. fight. Especially when you're newer at the sport. Yeah. You know, like I was just fishing on the El Dorado, okay? And some of the things become second nature. And unless something big is going on, mm-hmm. it just becomes second nature. But the joy that I see when I see Rhonda, and, and you're explaining it too, it, that newness, you know what I'm saying? And, That's and what it, makes it all worth it. And it's a rush. Yeah. Like oh, e- yeah. Even, even in Wyoming, like she kept catching fish. And, and after a good minute, I put my rod on the ground. And I walked over and I just sat there with the net, and that's all I was doing was scooping fish, because with the with the hookup baits, something that they'd never seen before over mm-hmm. there, those fish. I mean, I'm not I'm not even exaggerating. It was every cast, either she was catching one or getting bit and getting short bit, or she threw back out again and caught another one. And I think yeah. she got uh, her personal best wet brown and cutthroat in the same day, which was about uh, the brown was about five pounds wow. and twenty six inches. The cutthroat, I think, was like 23 and a half inches, about four pounds. Nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. Yeah, it was so long how long. many times did you did he take you out fishing? Oh, we've been we've been fishing a lot. Mm-hmm. I, he 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 will invite me almost every single time, but he likes to wake up at two in the morning and, you know, get to spots. And Well, you woke up at two in the morning for me today. I like that. I did wake up for you. Just for you. Yeah. You, you see that earthworm? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. That's why you're so fired. Yep. <laughs> Erica, you are so hired. Yeah. No, but um, Steve, how important is it to get the kids and ladies involved in fishing? It's everything. Uh, you, you said it right uh, just a couple of minutes ago. If we don't get the kids into fishing, and it's hard these days, I mean, they're distracted by a million things, not to mention, you know, their phone, their games, etc. Um, I, gosh, I remember probably 20 years ago, uh, back when 
the only way you could play games was to go to an arcade and you know and put a quarter into a machine. Um, I saw a fishing game that was actually pretty realistic, and I thought, oh my God! Now they don't even have they don't have to go even go to the water. They're never going to go fishing again. And and you do see fewer fewer and fewer kids. Um, I guess I was lucky, you know. I I didn't have the opportunity to be distracted by all the stuff kids kids are distracted by now. Um, but yeah, all I wanted to do was go fishing. Whether I rode my bike, bummed a ride from a parent, you know, whatever. There were a few spots I could even walk to. Um, I you know I did it every chance I could. So it takes a little effort, a little extra effort on the part of whether they be parents, grandparents, you know, or just, uh, you know, concerned neighbors and friends, extended family. you got to get the kids out there. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just add this. Uh, and look at different landings. For example, a no pier point landing will do, like, uh, kids fish free. Mm-hmm. Okay, you get an adult, you get a kids go out free. Uh, Dana Wharf has an amazing kids program. They even have a summer camp type thing, and the kids go out fishing. And I've actually had the pleasure uh, to supervise one of those trips. And it was so cool. Oh, and yeah. these kids can fish. Okay, now, I'm, and I'm, I'm telling you, most of these kids, they were probably in the 11 to 13-year-olds, okay? Um, and they would probably outfish 50% of the guys I fish with. Yep. Okay, uh, that's how good. And so what's happening is, they go, they get on these boats, they listen to the crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, we say listen to the crew because they're always on the boat. They know they're what's going day. on. You know, <laughs> exactly. So uh, that's huge. But going back to it, I'm glad you joined the sport. I see in your smile, same thing I saw with Rhonda, okay, when I got her hooked up. Because Rhonda's only been fishing for three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, she's got fish in the head. That's all she wants to do is go fish, 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 fish. And Rhonda's caught more fish than some anglers have been doing it for 30 years. She's been years. very, very lucky in the, yeah. in the number of species. And on light line. That marlin she got, what, was on 30 pound or 20 yeah. pound? Yeah. See, well, see, she's, she's spoiled. She's, yeah. she's got me, which mm-hmm. I don't. She goes, can I sit when she, her first marlin? She can I sit in the chair? No. Can I get a belt? No. She goes, why not? Because you're married to me. <laughs> so do it, stand up, and get it done. Did it on the bass. What's rod. the worst thing can happen? He, she loses a fish. Yep. Who cares? Get another one. Okay, you got it. Because you know people think, oh, you landed the fish. No, it's what happens in between hooking and, and getting the fish in. Because mm-hmm. once the fish is in, it's done. Mm-hmm. Now you can pump your chest. Oh, look how big this fish is. Well, good for you, but you had absolutely nothing to do with that. Okay, because you threw out a bait, you don't know what's going to bite it. Mm-hmm. You know if it's going to be a little one or a big one. I can't tell you, Steve, I, let me tell you, I remember three quarters back in the day, you'd go out there, we were fishing with anchovies, you were always getting the, the freshest, the best anchovy, either in a dropper loop or a sliding egg sinker to get a nice bass. And I can't tell you how many times I'd see a guy with a dropper loop. Okay, with a anchovy that had been on his hook for about an hour and a half. <laughs> okay, it was dead, and he's the guy that would get a white sea bass. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, you can't control that. So all you can do is control how many times you get bit. Is the way I look at it. You know how how often, and that usually comes with a lively bait, et cetera, presentation, mm-hmm. and it and it really does apply to freshwater too with these trout. Mm-hmm. Presentation is everything. You and can what? Do, Go ahead. You can do the sit and wait. That's not my gig. I yeah, like to me, throw stuff. Yeah, me neither. It, unless I absolutely have to, I'll bait and wait. But 
if I pre- I prefer jigging over anything. But another thing to remember too is you know like you guys keep saying, the kids are the only thing that's going to carry on this sport for many many years when we're gone. So when you're out there, especially at a lake, and you see a kid out there that's really trying and not catching something, walk up to his parents and say, hey. Can you know? Let's say you caught a couple. Can I can I help him set? Can I check a setup just to make sure everything's good? And probably nine times out of ten, it's his grandpa's rod that had twenty pound test on there for fifty years, and and all of a sudden you're over here with two pound. Help him out. Show him what to do. Switch it out. Like I've done that. I can countless times. And when the kid catches a fish, that makes his day. And now he's a true angler because he's seen how fun it is to catch a fish. And you know. That's all it is about having fun. And, and, and you know, true that because I mean, the first setup that I got, mm-hmm. not knowing anything, I'm gonna admit, I'm gonna admit to this. It was mm-hmm. a spinning rod, an ugly stick with a pen 750 mm. um, spinner. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they told me put 30 pound test. <laughs> and um, yeah, I caught fish, but it, it, you know, over time you you mm-hmm. finesse, finesse, finesse. Yep. It's having the right gear, and I'm glad you guys keep harping, especially Steve. Two-pound test. Two-pound test. Sergio, we've hit on it a couple times in this conversation, and then Andrew mentioned, uh, you know, going uh, far, far away and having people be mystified by two-pound test. What? Mm -hmm. Um, you got to remember that in many areas, we're we're influenced very much by saltwater here, whether we're fishing in freshwater or not. The saltwater influence is always here. And one of which, one of the key rules in saltwater fishing is fresh line. Fresh line. Make sure that it, and fresh means, uh, you know, brought it at the store yesterday kind of thing. Also, we're, we're much, much more careful about tying our knots, uh, checking to make sure there's no cracks or wear in, the, in our, our rod guides or something that gets ignored all the time the little line roller on your spinning reel. That can get wear, that can get rust on it, that can freeze up. You know, saltwater, saltwater anglers are a little more careful about that, and those are all not just suggestions, they're requirements. If you, if you actually want to land anything, even a small trout, that you hook on two-pound test. So, uh, you know, if you're using a, you know, a, a reel that was filled with line three years ago, and you haven't checked the drag, and your knots are kind of sloppy, yeah, you're going to have a problem landing anything with two-pound test line. But remember this, Sergio, and I know you remember this, you can never land the fish that you never hook. That's right. Well, but let me let me send you, I just saw this, and I have to say it. Uh, I'll bring it, when we come back, I'm going to share this joke with you. All right, go ahead and take us out, Erica. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Raiders Radio, AM830, KLAA. We'll be right back. Football lives here on AMA 30 KLAA. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. 
They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The Burn Style is hands down the greatest wind-in-your-face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the Fuel Style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Hi, it's Captain Dave Marciano here. I'm wicked excited to tell you about my new website, AngelicaSeafoods.com, where you can now order fresh, local New England seafood shipped overnight right to your door. Go to AngelicaSeafoods.com. Your silver and black play here on AMA 30 KLAA. Listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio on AM 830 KLA. Thank you. Thank you, Erica. You know, let me just say cheers to everybody. Cheers to a new year and another chance for us to get it right. How's that? Mm-hmm. Now, I promised that I was going to share this joke. This comes from Paul Hayes, you know, a longtime listener, great friend. We were just on the Elder Auto together. And, he's got the, and I want you to imagine this, this photo here. We got a reindeer and Santa. They're in the bathroom, and you got the reindeer with a bucket and a brush. And he goes, Santa, why do I always have to clean the toilet? And Santa replies, really, Comet? <laughs> How's that, Steve Carson? Oh, man, that's a rim shot, but I'm bumped. I know, this is a Ron joke. It is such a Ron joke. But anyway, thank you, uh, Paul. You just made me laugh. It sounded funnier the first time, didn't it? <laughs> it, did. it did, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's move on, because if not, I'm going to have to go underground. All right. All right. So, well, are um, you coming with me? No. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going with Erica. All right. Oh, that's all right. All right, so um, where we left off, okay? I know that we had other ideas for how we wanted to do the show, <laughs> but I think it's very important that when we look ahead to 2023, mm-hmm. that we do that much more to get the next generation, the kids into fishing, and that we open up our sport to ladies for the longest time steve i remember back in the 80s 90s um if we had a a a, a girl that came on one of the party boats you're going oh you know you know tomboy i mean you you never Mm -hmm. but now there's a lot of them and i love it they Mm -hmm. i mean we just i was on the el dorado danny brought his uh his lovely lady 
okay, which was nice, and she had a blast. She was the only girl on the boat, mm -hmm. so she gets all the attention, of you know. <laughs> and, and it's all good because it, it you and I, we, I go out of my way to make sure they have a great experience. If mm -hmm. they have a great experience, we'll be coming back. Has he taken you on a party boat yet? Party boat? In other words, a big boat like um. I oh, know he takes you offshore, uh, just on shore. But let me tell you something: you're going to come out with me, okay. all right? You're going to go on an 85 foot boat. I can't not, wait. Not fishing off the uh, the shore. That went, dude. What the hey? <laughs> I've taken her on boats. I've taken yeah. Rhonda down yeah. to the east. You're going to come. Do you want to come to the East Cape with me? Yeah. We want to go to Costa Rica together. Let's go. Okay, because remember. But no, I won't go there. <laughs> I'm in trouble. What no, happens but, out of Cal but, but it's very important. And, and Steve and I, we, we we talked about this, and I, I'll, I'll harp on it again. Steve, how important is to have women uh, fishing? It's absolutely important for two different reasons. Well, more than two. Uh, well, uh, maybe the most important one, they keep you humble. They and will outfish they do, most guys. Do, I mean yep. you. They will outfish most guys. And you That's know, what I mean. They, they will yeah. keep you humble. Now, ladies, those of you that both, both uh, Erica there in the studio and those out there listening, understand you are going to outfish the man in your life. It's going to happen. So no matter what they say, when they kind of give you like the gas pain smile and go, oh, honey, that, that, that's perfectly fine. Daughters and granddaughters get a pass. When they say it's wonderful, you know, the, the, the men say it's wonderful, they mean it with daughters and granddaughters. Everybody else, wives, cousins, moms, sisters, uh, you know, co-workers, etc. Uh, let's just say, no matter what they tell you, it kind of hurts them a little bit, so be kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the key, and I, and I, I saw it again, this... Um this week because we fished this week and you see some even some of the more more veteran anglers um they don't adjust and sometimes mm -hmm. they, they don't they feel like they've got blinders like horses have blinders mm -hmm. they have blinders they don't see around them and you see f people around this particular anger just one fish after the other and they're yeah. not catching anything and all they had to do was turn their head or ask um a deckhand. Well, mm -hmm. they can't. Their ego does not allow it. Their yeah, a pride. A lot of times pride, yeah. Yeah, and so, but the ladies don't. The ladies yeah. listen. And, you know, I've been very lucky with Rhonda. You know, we, I took her on the Ocean Odyssey her first time. And, you know, deckhands and even Rick Scott, you know, adopted her. And he said, I said, you know, Rick, I can only teach her so many things my way. Mm -hmm. I go, why don't you teach her your way? Okay, and so um, he was... She would, the problem with me, she wouldn't listen. You know, she wanted, like, bait. She hates handling a live sardine. That's mm -hmm. That's been Rhonda's problem. Okay? Until, and with me, she'll say, nah, I can't, I can't. You put it on. Mm -hmm. Well, Rick grabbed her and said, no, let's go. And he put her over at the hand well mm -hmm. and forced her and taught her, and now she's got it down. She's probably the first one in there getting the best bait now. And now, now she goes, and, and now what I've done, I said, you know, okay, let's just stand here. Mm-hmm. And this is the one you want. Not well. That one's easier to catch. I said precisely. That's the wrong one. <laughs> yep. Okay, you want the one you can't catch. You want to look at colors. I have these preferences when I look. Um, also, the feel. Sometimes when you feel a, a fish, mm -hmm. if he's really slimy, that's the one I want. Yeah. Tell them why, Steve Carson. Well, because all fish have a protective slime coat on them naturally. I mean, that's that's what helps keep them healthy. And the capture process, I mean, if you think about it, 
Somebody's out there, uh, a commercial bait boat is out there wrapping up the school of sardines. They wrap up a couple hundred thousand of them all at once. They're all in there together. Then they transfer them into a holding tank on the on the bait boat. Then they bring them in and they drop them into a, a bait receiver in the in the harbor. And then they scoop them out and they put them in the you know, in the big tank on the boat that you're on. And then they scoop them out of that and put them in the hand well. All that handling is rough on them, mm-hmm. and they can easily lose their slime coat. And if they lose their slime coat, they're gonna they're gonna uh, definitely start to not feel very good and not swim very well. And if they don't swim well, they're not going to catch fish. Cured bait. Mm-hmm. Cured bait, yeah. Sergio, a lot of people, and again, it's not a criticism, that grew up freshwater fishing, maybe in other areas of the country, um, and fishing with live minnows that are fairly expensive. You go into a bait shop, and depending on what they are, live minnows can be you know, anywhere from $8, $10 a dozen to 2 or 3 bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. And you're out there, for whether you're fishing for crappie or bass or walleye or what it, whatever it may be, uh, number one, those things are expensive. You want to get every every bit of mileage you can out of them. And also, with just about all those species of freshwater fish, they're looking for a wounded bait or a bleeding bait or a dying bait. So a bait that's just barely twitching is actually a good thing. That mm-hmm. does not apply for saltwater, open ocean game fish. They've evolved over millions of years chasing things down at full speed, things that are trying to get away from them. And if the bait is not reacting that way, they're not going to respond to it. And, and that, that's a big, big thing to, uh, to get used to, is that bait's really got to be moving. And the minute it slows down, it's kind of like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. If it's not moving, they can't see it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, every chance you can't cured bait. And, yeah. you know, Erica, the same thing is you'll pick up little things as you go along. Um, there is more to life than trout. Okay, there's a lot more exciting fish. Now, just to remember, some of the fish that you've caught, trout, is the size of the bait that I'll use to catch something else. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we, we, you and I are going to go in intense. Okay, yes. I'll put you next to Rhonda. I'm ready. And we're good to go. There it All is. Right. One one thing to to remember too. That's kind of like a little trick when you're going on the boats, and and you know you notice that. When guys are reaching in these bait tanks and they're grabbing a bait, they're slipping out, they're falling through, you know, these baits are being stressed. One thing that I like to bring is a little uh, a fish tank net. Scoop up your bait. You don't even really have to touch it that well. Oh, you're so fired. Why? <laughs> oh, you're so fired. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that's a trick that I use. Mm, yeah, no, that's not a trick. That's, oh, just, well. that's, 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 that's because you can't catch the bait with your hand. <laughs> hey. You use two hands to scoop them up, and then you gently have it. And then always remember... Just remember this, Erica. When you're in, when you, when we go saltwater mm-hmm. fishing, and you're selecting a bait, a bait should be like an M M&M. and M. Do you know why? Why? Because it needs to melt in the fish's mouth, not in your hand. So, in other words, when you let go of the bait, if you have a lot of scales on your hand, that means you squeezed them too hard. You want them to to, to look as natural as as possible. Okay, so um, that's bait selection. But these mm-hmm. are the things that. You ladies learn, but you learn it, you know, um, from deckhands and, and your significant others. And hopefully they know how to fish and they know how to, how to get the right uh, 
instruction over, okay? Because most of the guys are, were taught either either self-taught or mm-hmm. an uncle or a grandpa or a dad. And I love everybody, but not all of those guys have great <laughs> habits, and they just perpetuate the bad habits, mm-hmm. okay? So, but regardless of that, um, welcome aboard the sport. We need more ladies there, and we need more kids. So please, everybody listening, please, 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 Make sure you take a kid fishing and, and a lady fishing this year, you know, whatever the combination. Make sure they have a good time. That's the other thing. Put your rod down and pay attention, especially mm-hmm. with the kids. You know, I've had, unfortunately, some, some really, you know, uncomfortable situations where I've seen. I saw this one kid, 10 to 11 years old, we're catching tuna. Not big tuna, but tuna. And every time the kid would get hooked up, the dad would come and grab the rod and take it away from him. You know, and, and that was because I, I was fishing with a kid, and I said, look, let's go get a right bay. We'd cast the right, get hooked up. And, and that, that's not, it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's the hook in hand. It's the, it's putting your rod in the, away and making sure that their experience is a positive experience. And that's what happened with Rhonda. Rhonda's, Rhonda got on a boat with me simply because she was... I mean, we were in one of the shoe giveaways. The mm-hmm. bus was full. She was going to hang out on at the resort. I said, come on the boat. She goes, okay. She's on the boat. And I hand her over. I've got a fish. Here, hold this for me. <laughs> what? And then that was on. She got a 28-pound Dorado. Oh, geez. Okay, that was acrobatic, <laughs> jumping up in the air. Thank God we got it on film, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so that was her first time, and she was hooked. That experience, making sure they have a good time, is everything, mm-hmm. especially with kids and ladies. Okay, so that that's my two cents. All right, well let, let, let's go. Let's let's go back and um, Santa Ana River Lakes. Um, yeah. We're planning something. Why don't you oh, talk yeah. about that? Yeah, we're de- we're going to be putting together a trout derby at Santa Ana River Lakes uh, on behalf of Angler Chronicles and Santa Ana River Lakes, kind of combining the whole thing. Um, don't have a set date yet, but it is coming once we get uh, everything kind of dialed in. Uh, of course, we'll be posting about it. Um, so that's that's going to be their first trout derby this year. Yeah, you know we did this uh, a few years ago, and I think it's time to get back on the on the horse here. Mm-hmm. Um, they put such huge care fish. and, and <laughs> huge fish in, into that lake. Well, let's go pull on a few, okay? Mm-hmm. And so uh, what I'd like to do, and we'll see, have to see how this works out. Maybe throw in a little seminar beforehand. So if anybody wants to, you can maybe we'll do just maybe it's just a fifteen minute, okay. fifteen minute just hey tips. You know, a few tips. Go get this, and we'll make sure we have some of those items available. And maybe we can raffle some of those off. I'll call. You, you like hookup baits, right? Oh yeah. Okay, I'll call. I'll talk to um, uh, to Chad. Maybe we can get some hookup baits that we can give away. Mm-hmm. You know, to maybe definitely. The first, we definitely need some bite on. The first 50 people, we'll get some bite on from Tony as well, and we'll make mm-hmm. sure that we have enough of the product for everybody to, you know, have a good time. So Definitely. we'll let we'll let you know when that happens. Okay. Notable fish, since we're at it, in 2022 for Santa Ana River Lakes. You got anything big? Uh, yeah, and, and it was a long time ago. Uh, it was uh, uh, yesterday. <laughs> Talk to me. 16 and a three, uh, 16 pounds, three quarter. Uh, so far as their biggest trout uh, this trout season uh, was caught yesterday. Again, another 15 and a half pounder was caught yesterday. The week before that, a 16 and a half pounder. Uh, a couple about a month and a half ago before that, a 55 pound catfish. I mean, there's just there's huge fish in there. Okay, and so let's wrap it up. If people, if you want to go to Santa Ana River Lakes, mm-hmm. what should be in your arsenal? 
two pound test, big net, jigs, uh, good jig stick, trout attractant, bite and on. bite on. Would you, and which one would you recommend? The red crimson. Red crimson. You mm-hmm. put a red crimson in everything. I put it in. I haven't put it on my pizza sometimes. On accident, but <laughs> it is <laughs> edible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely, and then like I said, if you can, move around, watch the birds, watch your scenery. The birds are going to tell you where the fish are. They they're not doing it for their health, or they kind of are doing it for the health. <laughs> but if you see them go back and forth and they're diving in the water, you know, comrades are coming up with fish. I mean. Obviously, they know where they're at, so pay attention to your surroundings. Okay. If you see a guy down the road, whatever he's doing, kind of look and say, okay, well, he's only throwing 20 feet out. Me throwing 100 feet out, maybe I should shorten it up, and you'll find him. All right, Steve, would you add anything to that? Yeah, uh, one thing that I can definitely add to fishing with jigs is quite often it will be very helpful, especially on freshly stocked fish, to add a bobber. Um a lot of times, uh, as Andrew mentioned, that the fish have been raised in a tank that's, let's just say, four feet deep. So for the first day or two, they're going to be swimming around at four feet, that, because to them that's normal. And if you can figure out what that depth is and figure out that drop, you put that float four feet or whatever it is above the jig. That way when you cast it out, uh, you basically have that jig just suspended in their face, and you can work it very slowly, especially if you add uh, that, that sand or uh, uh, a uh, power bait uh, worm trailer, power worm trailer or something like that to, to add a little scent and flavor and just basically hang it right in their face, you're going to get a lot more bites. Sometimes if there's just a little bit of wind blowing, a little bit of chop on the water where, you know, there's literally maybe little waves that are just... Uh, you know, two or three inches uh, uh, high on the water, your, your bobber goes up, goes down, goes up, goes down, two or three inches. Just that little bit of motion is just absolutely infuriating to the fish. They will eat it. So that's a big one. All right. Hold, hold, hold on tight for that one. Go ahead and take us out, Erica. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Raiders Radio, AM 830, KLAA. We'll be right back. make foolish people I never dreamed that I'd meet somebody like you And I never dreamed that I'd lose somebody like you No, I want to fall in love Your silver and black play here on AMA 30 KLAA Hi everybody, this is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details.
The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. I'm Eli Troll, center. I'm Dean Keeler, center. Listen to on AM830 as we take on Cal State Bakersfield. Pre-game at 12.45, tip-off at 1 p.m. Welcome back. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio on AM 830 KLIA. And it's not Usher. Sergio. Sergio. <laughs> anyway, welcome back. Okay, what I'd like to do here as we wrap up the last segment of the first hour is notable catches for 2022. And there has been some really, really good catches. So, uh, And I'm talking freshwater, so mm-hmm. take us there. So, yeah, so we'll start off with an official IGFA record uh, that was set this year. Uh, the angler's name was Renee Johnson. Uh, she was fishing the Tillamac River uh, in Oregon, and she caught a 26-pound uh, king, you know, king salmon, uh, and she caught it on 12-pound test. And uh, she set the new uh, world record for line class, 16-pound for women's division, uh, for the 26-pounder. So that's the official record. Now, one that's not an IGF record, but a lake record. And everyone knows him as he's half of Team Sippy Cup. Rick Kesey uh, was fishing down at El Capitan Reservoir. And you know these two. They they put in the work. They find the catfish and, and just nonstop. They know where these whisker fish are hiding. And Rick, this year, uh, back in uh, October, uh, caught a 56.6-pound catfish uh, at El Capitan. The current lake record before that was 53 and a half. So he beat it. Can I tell you it. a story about El Capitan in yeah. San Diego? Mm-hmm. Okay, B. We, we actually did a film out there. As soon as it opened, we went out there and we fished. And while I was there, uh, you know, they did a lot of work, and it was closed for a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay? I talked to one of the divers there doing the work, <laughs> and he said he was down there and really had to think about no, no, he saw a catfish so big he thought oh, he was going to get eaten. That is the best fish story. I've heard that at uh, Lake Matthews. So, so no, no, oh, no, yeah. no, but you know, at El Capitan, the, the they had v- a chance to bring the water level very low uh-huh. so that they could fix the dam mm-hmm. and then let the water back in. And well, when you lower the water, there isn't that much volume. Mm-hmm. These fish come closer together. And he, <laughs> saw, he said he saw one that really scared him. Yeah. Okay. He, he estimates... Had to be around 100 pounds, 
a hundred pound blue was probably what size? I and mean, you hundred pound blue is probably five feet long, maybe. Okay, that would be enough to scare me. Yeah. Well, you figure underwater the fish look even bigger. Yeah, he said he's uh, he said he just came up to him almost like to to you know check him out, and he mm-hmm. goes uh, he got kind of freaked out. That's why I always <laughs> say I stay on this side of the water, uh-huh. not that one. Okay, so you got what other notable catches? Uh, well, fin and feather uh, up there in the desert. Uh, an angler caught a catfish that was over 40 pounds. Uh, the reason why I say over is because he had uh, a 40 a 40 pound scale, and it bottomed that thing out like nothing. And they say, they estimate around 45 pounds. The current lake record before that was about 35 pounds or so. Um, but it's just I mean they got huge fish in there, and. Uh, he was during catfish season, and he, sure enough, caught the nice big one, and and there you go. Um, let's see, another freshwater record. This one comes from uh, Washington at Loon Lake. Uh, a lady by the name of Kathy Clegg, uh, she caught a 27.42-pound tiger trout. And uh, this fish is huge. And what a white was, tiger? Not a white tiger, <laughs> but a tiger trout. And what's pretty cool about that is the year before that, her son caught the lake record in the same spot. Isn't that cool? Same spot, same lake, and she beat him out. Yeah. Wow, mom, mom, really? Mom, mom, really? mom did it. Yeah. Now yeah. another record. This one comes from Colorado. Uh, this one's by uh, Tim Daniel. Um, a seventy-five-year-old state record was broken. Uh, it was set in nineteen forty-seven, um, and Tim Daniel comes up and he catches. A fish that was seven pounds, eight four ounces, twenty three and a half inches long, for a brook trout. Wow, that's a big brook. That's a big boy. Yep, and he, uh, you know, got the fish, a new state record, and some, some a substantial catch. Let's see from there. Okay, well, this, is, this okay. one more right one up more. your alley. Go ahead. Smallmouth bass. Okay. Now the smallmouth bass was two pounds. It wasn't a record, but what's cool about this? This fish wasn't the typical smallmouth. It wasn't the brown colors or anything. This fish came up bright orange, like a neon orange. And what they call it is uh, extrochrism or extrochromosome. Uh, Steve would probably know it better. Um, but what that is, it's like a skin uh, effect that these fish, they lose all their pigmentation. And they're pretty much like a neon orange. And what they're saying is the rarity of this is like a 1 in 10 million chance. Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, well, to, for the fish to be born, that's not saying the fish makes it the two pounds, because when they're that small, I mean, it's like throwing a goldfish in the middle of a pond of a bunch of bass. This yeah. thing's going to stand out, but for a fish to actually last and grow that big, you With know, that color that they mm-hmm. can easily see. Yep. All right, well, listen, there's been some notable catches. Mm-hmm. Um, so to wrap up the freshwater. Uh, predictions, and I'm going to leave that to you and Steve. Okay. Do uh, you guys think any records will be broken this year, and why? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, or what should we expect in 2023? I would say, as far as records, uh, there's definitely going to be some new lake, uh, lake records. Um, in in what divisions, you think? Uh, probably trout, because I know that uh, uh, whoever's stocking Mount Lassen, um, the trout, they're in that 20 pound range again, like they were 10 so years let me ago. A- okay, so let me ask you this. <clears throat> You know, you're, you're, you're with IGFA. Mm-hmm. If you stock a trout in a lake and then you catch it, is it really a record? It is. 
Yeah, okay. it is because it's a is fair it a catch. Lake record? Is it a state uh, it, record? It could be a world record. Um, uh, I believe the. I'm not sure the official rules on it, but as long as it's a fair game catch and and like a public fishery, meaning like you can't just you know catch a catfish that's 40 pounds out of let's say Lake Havasu, take it home, let it grow to a you know, hundred pounds, and you have it in your pond and you pull it out and weigh it and be like, oh look what I caught. You know, yeah. it's got to be in a lake that yeah. people can so, fish. So this reminds me, 2022, to everybody's out there that likes to play in a round with the tournaments, mm-hmm. don't cheat. Yeah. People got caught this year, yeah. and it was embarrassing. Yeah. Okay, so don't use lead sinkers in your fish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sir, Sergio, I, sh- I should add, although what Andrew says about IGFA and, and Fair Chase is correct, in California... Uh, rainbow trout have three separate categories for record-keeping uh, consideration. One is um, anadromous fish, that is, fish that have access to the ocean, which will almost always be steelhead, but, but uh, any, any rainbow trout in a river or even in a lake that's a, that has a river outlet that goes down to the ocean without a dam in the way, that's an anadromous trout. Okay, again, most people will call that a steelhead. Then you have landlocked fish, which that, you know, that's self-explanatory. That's the fish that lives in a lake or in a stream where it cannot have access to the ocean. And the third category, relatively new, those two categories have been around for a long time. Aquaculture. Okay, that and that is exactly what Sergio mentioned where whether it's Santa Ana River Lakes or any other lake in California where they're planting big fish, um, even though it's fair chase and the, and the trout can certainly choose not to bite or you can fight them for a while, they can still get away. If you're planting big fish that were grown somewhere else in, and, and you catch it in California for record consideration, that is in the aquaculture category. So. Uh, no other fish has those as those three different categories. Well, but I think it's important uh, to make that <laughs> distinction because, um, you know, and, and I don't fish just for records. If you fish for records, you do. Think, you fish for records, really? No, no, no. I, I, I personally don't care. I just fish for fun. For me, I mean, a spotted bay bass or a marlin—it's all the same. I, I just love the getting hooked up, the pull, the fight. Um, you guys, I don't eat fish, although. I'll admit, I actually had white sea bass last night. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I may be getting into that. All right, we're, we're running, uh, finishing up the first hour, okay? And um, I, I think uh, the prediction is we will be catching some good fish, okay? Oh, yeah. And when we have this tournament at Santa Ana River Lakes, I plan on catching a trout. How's that? Wow, okay. not a bass. With your green monster. There you go. I'm going to take out your fishing syndicate rod and, and get that done. Yeah. All right. Uh, a little, you know what I like to do? I have two categories, three categories. <laughs> Just saying, daily quote, and things that make you go, hmm. Okay? So you tell me what category this fits in. Lord didn't promise days without pain, laughter without sorrow, or sun without rain, but he did promise strength for the day, comfort for the tears, and light for the way. Hmm. Take us out. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Raiders Radio, AM 830, KLAA. We'll be right back.
If you want to experience the unmatched flavor of live fire grilling, then look no further than the Big Green Egg. Forget the pellets, the propane, the knockoffs. Roll with the best, an authentic Big Green Egg grill backed by a free lifetime warranty. Yeah, lifetime. It's that good. Grill, roast, smoke, or bake. It's versatile, easy to light, and simple to use. Shop online for free home delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. That's free home delivery to your door. Let your grilling adventure begin. Visit BigGreenEgg.com. Are you the parent of a two to seven year old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month, but you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. It's Cottage Bowl season on AMA 30K. Welcome back to hour number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody. You're on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA, and this is Angler Chronicles. And, you know, uh, Eric, I know you haven't done this before. When this song comes on, mm-hmm. it's called Sharp Dress Man by oh, yeah. ZZ Top. It can only mean one thing and one thing only. What's that? The sheriff. The oh, sheriff yeah. is here. <laughs> so without further ado, the jig slinger himself, the guy that can cast from the back of his, back of the house, the yard. Mm-hmm. He was actually casting all the way, okay, to San Nicolas Island right next to me. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. And he he was probably wasn't even trying. He wasn't even trying. No. That was with a probably had, had a coffee in one hand, kissing so, with the other hand. Without further ado, Mr. Danny Jackson, the producer of Anger Chronicles on Valley Sports West. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning, uh, Sergio and crew. And you weren't you know, even the using the electric cast- reel because I had your electric <laughs> reel. No, that, that, that's true. I know that. The problem with casting from my yard at San Clemente Island is getting back across the 405 freeway. That's a that's a real <laughs> that's a that's a real problem. But anyways, good morning to Steve Carson, Sergio, Andrew, and Erica. Good good morning to you. Welcome to Angler Chronicles. Thank nice you. to hear your voice there this morning. You bet, uh, Sergio. There's one quick. I like to get this Halloway when they've got them. Um, Nachos barge, of course, this weekend. Don't know what the weather's going to be like, but they do have live squid there in Long Beach Bait Company. So, um, and and I want to, uh, you know, you were talking about um, looking around. Andy was saying looking around and and uh, seeing how however how other anglers are catching fish. I'll never forget this story, Sergio. When when you and I both worked on the freelance, um, there was some there was some people there. They just weren't getting with the program. and The deckhands were all trying to get them squared away. And the guy says, well, you know what? This worked in Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> and I said, well, okay. well, that's great. You know, that's great. You know, maybe you should be in Chesapeake Bay, not in Newport Beach. But, no, you have to look around. And uh, if I, I feel like I could fish any place in the world, really, and, and look around and take some advice and get with the program. It wouldn't take me long. But, uh, you know, a lot of people just won't do that. 
Let me just say this, Dan, because I might as well clarify it. My thing is this. If you're a really good fisherman and you really have to look at yourself in the mirror and you got to be extremely honest because hmm. a lot of people lie to themselves like you would not believe because I get to see them. But <laughs> if, if you're a, a decent fisherman and you're you're good at something in particular, say, for example, using plastics or, you know, throwing jigs, like in your case, Danny, you, you, you're almost your entire life was a surface iron. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, what's, that's what you did, regardless where we were, surface iron. So if you're good at that, then you can translate over to something else. You know, we, you know, we go and we go to Alaska. Last time Ben and I were in Alaska, you know, we knew how we wanted to fish, but we asked, okay, so what's the deal here? Now, when the guy said, well, basically is just you know, uh, bottom and you just sit there, we're going to drift, and mm-hmm. okay, you know, the downrigger, this, okay, but that means you're sitting there fiddling your thumbs well we can't that's why we took the big uh, hookup baits you know the big the big ones okay mm-hmm. and started throwing hookup baits and we start catching fish and he looked at them and laughed and said they're not going to catch anything and so here comes the quillbacks the yellow eyes the, <laughs> all these fish and he goes oh yeah but they won't catch a halibut boom we bring up a halibut mm-hmm. won't catch a lingcod Boom, we bring up a link card. And now, I think he's one of uh, Chad's best customers because I had to put yep. him together. He orders all this stuff to take <laughs> to Alaska. So there are times when that when you have a particular bait or a particular thing that can work. Mm-hmm. You would not believe how many places I have taken the reverse dropper loop with me. And they look at me and they think I'm a Martian until they see me catch a fish. Yep. So, Danny, you're yeah. right. So it, it's very important to first ask what's working okay because they know yeah. on a day-to-day yeah. basis you know but then you can well, always you know, put your trick on it well you know sergio you and i fished all over from east cape all the way up to um uh Ketchikan, alaska british british columbia um and all of that and uh yeah you're right as far as the, the northwest the salmon fishing the standard way is and you'll see most people will be sitting there with a cup of coffee sitting in a, ch- in a chair or inside where it's nice and warm and letting the deckhand do all the work. And as soon as he hooks up a fish uh, on the uh, downrigger, it says, here you go. And that's, you know, to, to a lot of people, that's fun. And, yeah, it is fun. You get you get the fish. But you're right, Sergio. People like you and me and Andrew and Steve Carson, you know, we want to go fishing, you know, not just sit there and wait till a trolling rod goes off and, and uh but anyway, that's uh, that's that deal. Andrew, I wanted to just thank you. It was last week in, on Facebook there you posted uh, the new rockfish regulations in what I call layman's terms. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't I can't read these these uh, regulations in this uh, fish and wildlife uh, w- website and make anything out of them. I, I just can't do that. So you got to think set straight. Um, you know, I love rock fishing. I'll, I'll admit that I've rock fished up basically all my life, I guess. And, uh, you know, Sergio, we used to fish seven, eight, nine hundred feet and, and more was nothing unusual. But it looks like now we're going to be able to do that again. I Yeah, I just, but I Danny, like only, only two hooks. Good luck, bro. Yeah, but you got batteries I, I now, so you're that. good. Yeah, now, yeah, now <laughs> we did. I did. By the way, Danny. 
I bought three batteries. Uh-huh. And I, although, although look, I did not use the electric reel at San Nicolas because I think the deepest we actually fished was 180 feet. Mm-hmm. That was the deepest. Most oh, of the yeah. time was yeah. 100 to 120. So there was really no use. Plus, I was getting joked on even by the deckhands. Oh, that's not even fishing. I go, well, wait until it's 600 feet. Mm-hmm. You're right. You know, and what they don't realize, Danny, is that with these reels, you can actually set the hook like a regular reel. You can crank up like a regular yeah. reel. But oh, those sure. 500 sure. feet, Erica, mm-hmm. I don't have to turn the handle. I just press the button. And I, I, I'm going to be known as the uh, angler. Yeah. <laughs> and, and next year, it's going to be a lot more common. Yeah. And you know what, Danny? We are going to cover this in, in this particular hour as we move into saltwater. Mm-hmm. He did a very, very good job. And that's why I thought, you know, when I do his review at the end of the show, that was one of his positives. But um, there's so many negatives. So we're going to see <laughs> if he moved from the six foot under the oh, totem pole. All right. Uh, but, well, Danny, yeah, it, it, it's it's a lot of regulations. Uh, it's not looking pretty. And we started the show saying we got to get ladies and kids involved. If they help us with the push because they love to fish, maybe we can bring some change because a lot of these rules do not make any sense. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, was ta- and I was talking to some some captains, and I'd love to hear from you guys. You know, they say, well, you know, reds. You know, we didn't clock that many reds last year. Well, these reports that they base it on, they do send out some some captains they go out and they they do a survey um i know for a fact i know several people that do the survey there is no shortage of fish there is no shortage of cow cods there is no shortage of yellow eye they're all there mm-hmm. they're in deeper water okay um my, my problem is that for the last five years or so maybe seven uh, maybe even eight since the el nino showed up um we've been fishing tuna Yellowtail, Dorado, a lot of mm-hmm. surface stuff. We haven't been paying that much attention to sand bass, calico bass, or uh, rockfish. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so what do you think is being turned in by the boat captains on the all logs? the half day, all the three quarter day? Well, they're bringing and they're up, all small. Well, but no, no, they're, they're recording what their catch. They're, mm-hmm. they're turning their 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 catch. Mm-hmm. It's not rockfish. Yeah. So when you take what they didn't, because they're not fishing it. Mm-hmm. So they get a report this year that is obviously less than 10 years ago because we yeah. didn't have an El Nino. And uh, it's those surveys. Every boat captain at the end of every trip, I'm talking uh, you know, party boats, they have to fill out mm-hmm. how, what their fish count was. And so that goes in to a database and that pops it up. Well, if you're not showing rockfish, they're thinking, oh, you didn't catch any rockfish because there are no rockfish around. Mm-hmm. And you're going, we didn't fish rockfish. This is where I think the science is flawed. Carson, you want to add on that or what do you think? Well, yes and no. Uh, the, you know, the big boats, as it were, are not fishing rockfish. Also, way back 20 years ago, um, somebody that wanted to make sure that the catch of rockfish was reduced took a look and said, well, you know, most rockfish fishing effort takes place in January and February. Let's close those months. <laughs> and and so right off the bat, you know, two of the major months where rockfish were caught were, were taken off the calendar. So, however, you know, a, as Andrew mentions, a lot of the local boats, because of 
changes in particular in the, the Barracuda and the Bonita migrations. Uh, that's like, you know, there's not a lot of scientific information on that because there's plenty of Bonita, there's plenty of Barracuda. They're just not migrating like they used to. Um, mm-hmm. So into the nearshore areas from, say, Oceanside to Redondo, where that kind of thing used to be an, an all-summer-long sort of thing, the local half-day and even the three-quarter-day boats are very, very heavily dependent on rockfish now, much more so than they were, say, 20 years ago. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm basically convinced that the scientific, uh, you, you can't see the air quotes, the scientific evidence that's being used is pretty flawed. Yeah. All right, hold on to that. Uh, sorry, Danny, we, we, we're going to have to come back and get your info in the next segment, okay? Is yeah, that a, you got it. I'll all right. Here. Erica, take us out. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Raiders Radio, AM 830 KLAA. We'll be right back. Would you still find me Carrying pops I may Fall behind Angels Radio, AMA 30. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next-level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Freedom Boat Club, Huntington Harbor, San Pedro, Redondo Beach, Marina Del Rey. Live a hassle-free boating experience, enjoying the very best sport fishing in all of Southern California. Center consoles, pilot houses, bow riders, duffies, and much more. Freedom Boat Club, from Ventura to San Diego, plus more than 350 locations worldwide. Call 657-339-2300. That's 657-339-2300. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Hi, I'm Captain Dave Marciano, and how would you like the freshest local New England seafood shipped to you overnight? No running around from store to store to find what you like. We have it here at AngelicaSeafoods.com. Everything from tuna, haddock, cod, clams, lobsters, scallops, we have it all. The finest seafood overnight to your door anywhere in the continental U.S. AngelicaSeafoods.com. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Can you even see what you're fighting for? Blood, lust, and a Welcome back. You're listening to Angle, Angle, Angler. Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio on AM 830 KLAA with here. Sergio. Yeah, see, I'm here, Erica. It's all good. It's all you got, good. See, you got me all tongue-twisted and see, everything. See, yeah, sorry. Andrew, you are so fired. You are so hard. I've never <laughs> twisted the tongue. All right, uh, let's finish up with Danny. Uh, Danny, um, you're right. There's a lot of regulations, and we're going to cover that in the, la- in, the, in, in the next few segments. Okay, because it's very important to, to know the new regulations. Um, I, I don't like the fact that you're going down 600 feet or more with only two hooks. And mm-hmm. um, 
No. And, and, and descending devices at that at that depth, ah, I'm sure they work, but I think your percentage goes down, the survival percentage goes mm-hmm. down versus 300 feet. Yeah. That's just my... I'm sure it does, too. I'm sure it does, too, Sergio. Okay, well, well listen, it's, it's New uh, Year's. Yeah, it's New Year's. What, what kind of show are you giving me for this weekend? Well, okay, it is New Year's, and, you know, I just wanted to say... Uh, this art, this uh, episode we're going to run tomorrow, Sergio, January 1st. Uh, I've always been so proud to be involved with you and Ron and, and Angler Chronicles because one of the reasons is because of the work that we all do, especially you and Ron, uh, for charities. Not only for children, maybe especially for children, but also for veterans. I think that's, that's a big deal. And you do a lot of charity work, Sergio, that that uh, the average of the public doesn't even know about. But tomorrow we're going to run the uh, 12th annual Olive Crest Saltwater Bass Pro-Am tournament. Uh, This was, of course, for this year, 2022. There'll be another one next year. And you can explain about that. But um, it's for the Olive Crest Foundation. And, you know, we've helped raise millions of dollars for these kids Mm -hmm. over the years. And this is an exciting episode. It really is. They're very good fishing. Um, of course, the olive crest is bass only, uh, sand bass, uh, calico bass, and of course, spotted day bass. And um, it's 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 a it's a tournament that's you know there's not a lot of a lot of competition. The guys don't win a lot of money and stuff like that. They don't but win the any money. There's no money. Benefit. There's no, no money. money no, no. Except Except for the uh, the bells for the charities for Olive Crest. So, what you, you, you want to talk about? Yeah, that let me let me show uh, because um, when we first started Angler Chronicles in two in twenty fourteen or it was twenty fourteen, um, you know, you and I were talking. I, yeah, I wish we had a charity, something that we can give up to. And Brent McLaughlin came came around and introduced me to the Olive Crest, and the Olive Crest is the largest private. Uh, foster care homes in California. They take care of about fifty to 60,000 children uh, throughout the state uh, a year. About four to 6,000 uh, are in the program at any given month. And it's privately owned. So what does that mean? Unlike this, the state, they do not separate sing, uh, siblings. They remain together. So when they go to a foster care together, and at the same time, uh, they will try to rehab the family. In other words, if drugs are involved, they'll try to do rehab the parents and, and, and try to do whatever they can to bring that family back together. Okay, so it really is a great cause. And so we've been raising money. I think we're over $2 million now over the, uh, the time span. I think the last one was a little bit smaller than normal. Uh, because of coming out of the COVID thing, but um, I think we still raised over three hundred thousand dollars for the tournament, and it is a closed tournament. It is um, for the food industry. I'm very very proud that to serve with these people. Uh, we're talking things like uh, Food for Less and Northgate and um, Monster Drink and Coca Cola, Pepsi. They're all there, and they they get some. They they actually buy some space on boats. And then they go fish for half a day. It really, they pay thousand to fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars per per person to get on one of these boats. And I'm talking some of the the local bass boats. Okay, some of the local bass guys 
are, you know, I don't know, you know, why they haven't been participating more. But you know, we we've had in in the past the likes of, um, uh, help me out here, Benny Florentino, uh, Jimmy Decker. Okay, they you know they brought out their boats, put some people on there, and took them out this year. We did have yeah, uh, from and, Dana uh, Wharf. Todd Mansour this last year. Yeah, Todd Mansour from Dana Wharf. He brought the um, yeah, right. What's it called? The boardroom, which uh, I fished room, on. Yeah. That's a gorgeous boat. But anyway, so it, it's a great thing. We get to raise a lot of money. It all goes for these kids. It's a great cause. And if you're interested, go to olivecrest.org. I think it is. Uh, check them out. They're great. All right, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy you put that one. Now this one was a, a bittersweet for me. Uh, we go out of the gate and we crash the drone <laughs> on this episode. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, but anyway, so um, it's good. All right, Danny well, Jacks. Let's yeah. talk about tomorrow. Okay. Go at ahead. Eight o'clock, and, and we'll get this all the way here because it's all important. Eight o'clock tomorrow morning on, uh, of course, uh, Valley Sports West. You'll get one last look at our brand-new episode, Bay of Plenty, from L.A. Bay. Orchid Martinez putting all that together. Excellent episode. I watched it. Even I, You know, I put it together, and yet I still watch it on television. And uh, uh, really, that Bay of Plenty is really really a good one. Then at 8.30, we'll start off the, uh, the new year at 8.30 tomorrow morning with the uh, 12th annual Olive Crest Pro-Am. So you don't you won't have the rose parade to contend with tomorrow. That's on Monday this year. But uh, eight thirty, and then it'll air five times during the week. Ollie Crest Pro Am, twelfth uh, annual Sergio. I appreciate it. Thank you, Danny. Uh, Happy New yeah. Year to you. Okay, and Thank the you. blessing will Thank be. You. This is my blessing for you. May your best day of twenty twenty two be the worst day of 2023 huh. okay well that I'd, I'd sign that contract right now <laughs> there you go brother okay and yeah, it, was a, it was a gorgeous right. photo by the way you and kathy by the fire i love that in your backyard that was a gorgeous photo <laughs> yeah we've been doing that in the in the cooler weather all right a lot of fun okay thank you danny you guys have a great weekend appreciate it thank you okay Uh, that's danny jackson the jig slinger himself the the man the myth the legend the sheriff (laughs) okay all right so um you know he brought up a couple of things so as we move in now from freshwater to salt water um it's been an amazing year okay so what I'd like you to tackle right now before the end of the break is these regulations regarding rockfish yeah, so definitely. So the regulations, uh, again, this is not the official statement. Um, that still has to be released. Uh, this is what is proposed, what is on the paper, what is pretty much going to be there. But again, in my own words, I kind of broke it down because they put a lot of big words, a lot of different codes and everything else in there. So basically, let's break it down for what I read. Starting April 1st to September 15th is going to be a normal rockfish season. Nothing's changed in the Calcot areas. You're still only allowed uh, to fish 240 feet or less. So Calcot conservation areas, which would be uh, uh, like a, a San Nick, which would be a Santa Barbara Island, which would be a, a, you know, a couple of those banks over there, um, 240 feet or less. So that's all going to stay the same from April 1st to September 15th. Uh, let's see, September after September 15th, September 16th to December 31st, it's got to be 
50 fathoms, which is 300 feet or deeper if you're going for rockfish. This doesn't apply for yellowtail, for pelagics, anything like that. The way I kind of compare it like how you would fish uh, a Farnsworth Bank, you could still go fish yellowtail as long as you're fishing the top water. You cannot fish the bottom. That's how it's basically going to be. In 300 feet or less, you cannot fish after September uh, 15th. From there, March 1st to December 31st, sheephead will be allowed to fish. Now, yes, a lot of times the sheephead coincided with the rockfish you know, uh, limit or the rockfish season, but this year coming up, it's going to be March 1st for sheephead till December 31st. Instead of five, you're only going to be allowed to catch two a day now, and they still have to be the 12-inch minimum or bigger. Vermilions are still going to be four as your daily bag limit. Copper rockfish, or what we call chucklehead, still one. Quillback rockfish, still one. Lingcod, still going to be two for your daily daily bag limit, and they still have to be a minimum of 22 inches. Now, when you're going to go deeper in these deeper waters, how it used to be is a lot different. You're still only allowed two hooks only. Now, what's also changing this year what you can fish for year-round, ocean whitefish, still going to be a 10-fish limit. There's no size on them, but you'll be able to fish them all year. It used to be you had to match rockfish season and all that. This one's going to be all year. Same with the the, uh, the California scor- uh, scorpion fish. The limit is 5, 10-inch minimum. Now, what you can also fish all year, leopard shark, soup fin, spiny dogfish, grenaders, Pacific cod, all this other stuff you're allowed to fish. Now, the new regs, that's what they're pretty much going to be. All and right, so, uh, but, and, it, and it gets very detailed. It, it does. Gets, yeah, uh, it does. There, it, there's, three, there's three categories as well as rockfish. I put the link in there as well. There's near nearshore rockfish, shelf rockfish, and slope rockfish. You're going to want to know the difference because what's considered a nearshore rockfish, you can't touch them after September 15th. You can go shelf and slope. Click the link. You'll see the different types. And so basically and we can fish in the summer for yep. the rockfish mm-hmm. when we're fishing the pelagics. Mm-hmm. That, 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 you guys, okay, so you, you guys listening to this, the time that we would normally fish rockfish is in the winter months mm-hmm. when the pelagics and the water cools down and the pelagics go away. Yep. Okay? So they want us to do everything at one time. So yep. basically it's shutting down, uh, trying to shut down um, our fishing. And we cannot allow that. We mm-hmm. need ladies. You need to yell and scream and let your congressman know. Okay? And we got to get these kids so we don't lose fishing. We will lose this sport. Okay? Yeah, once they take stuff away, they now, This isn't they happening in other back. states. It's happening right here in California because yep. it's California. Exactly. Okay. And yep. California with a K. You know, with, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, anyway, so, yeah, so uh, I know Steve just posted the actual direct link, mm-hmm. and I would, um, you did a very, very good job uh, on your report on, you. on this. And, yeah, that's going to be part of your review okay okay all right it's raining outside right yeah so i want everybody to pay attention to this song why don't you go ahead and take us out for a break you're listening to angler chronicles on radio raiders radio am 830 kla we'll be right back tv breaks and movies sure and true 
are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. I'm Eli Troll, center. I'm Dean Keeler, center. Listen to on AM830 as we take on Cal State Bakersfield. Pre-game at 12.45, tip-off at 1 p.m. Turn my back to the wind Catch my breath Before I start off again Welcome back. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio on AM830 KLAA. Thank you, Erica. All right, so when uh, we're going to break, you know, we're talking about a lot of things. I am expecting a call from uh, Steve. From um, well, Ice Ice Baby, Ice Ice Baby from Long Beach Sport Fishing. So we'll, we'll get to that. Still. Yeah. So for as far as the regulations go, um, mm-hmm. folks, uh, you need to read them maybe three or four times. You're going to have to get this down pat. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, these are changes. Some things that are coming down the line. Okay. Notable things from 2022 saltwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with you, Andrew. Well, the, I would say probably one of the top catches uh, that was very notable. Uh, was a yellowfin tuna. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone here is yellowfin tuna. Okay, that's cool. This one is a 151-pound yellowfin, and it was caught in Northern California <laughs> out of Shelter Cove. That's almost the Oregon coast. Yeah, that's what makes it unique. A 151-pound yellowfin was caught up there, and they caught Dorado up there. But that's that's not like that's not the the most northern part. They were they caught a few in Oregon. I mean, that's, you know, Dorado and, and yellowfin, that's just, that's crazy this year. Another yellowfin that was caught uh, was, this one was a 104-pounder. Uh, this one was swimming with bluefin. Uh, this one was actually caught uh, at San Clemente Island on a 400-gram uh, West Coast Jiggers jig uh, by, uh, by Juan. He caught that one uh, at night uh, 
a lot of cows being caught that day, um, you know, through the night with the jigs, and all of a sudden they pull this one up and noticed it wasn't a bluefin. It was definitely a yellowfin. Um, let's see. From there, uh, we all know this fish. Uh, I think this fish is what you call the, the guardian fish of the Dorado. Um, reason for after this fish was caught, it seemed like the Dorado went back south. Uh, this was a 53-pound Dorado that was caught um, on the Triton, uh, they, on a kelp paddy uh, around uh, Catalina, between Catalina and that area. And a 53-pound, that's like stuff you see on your East Cape trip, you know, mm-hmm. Dorado that big. And that was definitely the biggest one caught in California this year. But what's weird was after this fish was caught, I mean, it was like, I don't know if it was the weather or what. It just was a coincidence that all the Dorados started going south, and then they pretty much disappeared, and now they're back in Mexican waters on the multiple-day trips. So that was definitely a good one. Now, this other one was substantial. It was a 200-pound class bluefin. Why was that substantial? Because there was a lot of those caught this year. But this one was caught by Matame fish, Ed Zamora. And he was using his fishing syndicate 90J jig stick on 40-pound test and a 200-pound fish. This fish, he fought it for almost a half a day, 11 and a half hour battle, and he landed the fish on 40-pound. I mean, can you imagine 11 and a half hours battling a cow tuna? That's just... Well, let me ask, Steve, what's the longest you've been behind the uh, run reel? What's the longest I've fought a fish? Uh, Less than two hours. I'd have to think about exactly which one. Uh, A few times I've been on for over an hour. Mm -hmm. And funny you should bring that up. One of my longest fights was uh, two years ago. I was on the Pegasus and hooked a, uh, let's just say it was right at 200 pounds. Obviously, we didn't weigh it, but we got to see it on 40-pound test. And, yeah, I fought that for about an hour and a half and did not land it, although we had it right there at deep color. You know, the same so, thing yeah, for me. I know how that feels. I, can't, I, can, only, I can only imagine. Well, I, I can't imagine fighting a fish for 11 hours because I, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> well, so let, let, me, would, let me tell uh, you. Uh, I, kind of make, make a determination. Uh, this fish is going to come to the boat now or he's going to go away. So, well, thank God. Thank God hours, I was much younger. Hours. Thank mm-hmm. God I was much younger. But I was on a fight approximately four hours. Okay, it was a swordfish, though. And um, the funniest thing, just like you, I finally get him to the boat, maybe five feet from the boat. You think, okay, we got this, we got this. He comes out of the water, looks at me with his eyeball, and just <laughs> spits the hook at me and says, I'll see you later. And, and there's nothing, nothing worse than mm-hmm. seeing it. You know you got him. And then he goes, no, not today. Not today. All right. But, um, yeah, that, 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 is, uh, that is a very notable catch. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, this catch comes out of San Diego from shore. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy's name is Justice. Uh, he caught a 14.44-pound mora eel and 52 really? inches long. Yeah, You're a mora eel. mora eels? Mora eels. This is a fishing show, bro. I know. But he caught yeah. it with rod and reel. And and the 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 world record. You know why current, you're you know why you're offering me that because it looks a lot like an earthworm. It kind of does, yeah. The current world record world world record stands at ten pounds eight ounces and state record. So what he did was he had he brought the fish from or from San Diego up to me to weigh it on my certified IGFA scale, and then from there he drove all the way up to Ventura, had it weighed at the Fish and Game uh, headquarters, 
Um, so it would be, you know, count for a state record as well. So it's not official yet, but he might have both. Now, the last notable catch comes right in our backyard, right from Catalina, and it's a bluefin. It's not the biggest bluefin. It's probably just shy of 100 pounds. But why was it notable? Because it was caught. Get this? On the Catalina Flyer. The Catalina Flyer caught their first bluefin in 40 years on the Catalina Flyer using trolling a Mad Mac. When I was talking to the captain, he told me the thing that's difficult is because the boat kicks off such a wake that the Mad Mac, it does but not... But Mad sw- Max, yeah. these nomads work very unique. The mm-hmm. faster, the mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the way they caught it was they, they actually, they had the crew full, uh, a boat you know, full of passengers, they seen the tuna boiling, so they hurried up, got to the island, dropped everybody off, and said, we need to go out and try this. They started going, and they couldn't get the Mad Mac to swim right, so what he had to do was basically run over the school and go figure eights. Figure eights to get that thing at a side swim to get it to swim right. And they said within the last 15 minutes before they had to come back in and pick everybody up, the rod went off. They finally hooked up. Now you to said it. it was the Catalina Flyer. The Catalina Flyer. That's a that's a catamaran mm, yeah. down in Newport Beach. I, mm-hmm. I, I know that one. Well. Yeah, right there by David's okay. Locker. Well, so all right. So there, there, there's been a lot of notable catches. Um, Steve Carson, um, I'm going to have you put you on pause because I do have none other than. Uh, oh, I could hear it. Here it goes. Leilani's on the ball. Okay, go ahead and play it up. I love it. Thank you, Leilani. All right, without further ado, Mr. Steve Phelps, the Iceman, the Beast, baby. Okay, Steve Phelps from Long Beach Sport Fisher. Good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning, guys. Happy last day of the year. Got a little late start this morning. Sorry about that. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll start out. I'll start out with the El Dorado guys. Uh, fishing has been nothing short uh, but phenomenal for Captain TJ this month at San Nicolas Island. Yesterday was no exception. 32 guys, stack limits of quality rockfish, whitefish, sheephead, and lean cod. That's 640 fish, guys, for 32. Mm-hmm. And he's out there braving the elements today on his final trip of the year. Um, we'll have a report for you on social media later on today. They do go down for their annual maintenance in January and February. We're hoping to Get back, but get back to it in March. Fishing some pelagics, maybe some calico bass, stuff like that. Um, the victory, they've been doing really well. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Let me let me back you up because I was on the El Dorado. We had a an overnight trip on the El Dorado this week. Uh, it was a Angler Chronicles Fishers of Men fundraiser. In other words, Angler Chronicles uh, gave up the boat so they can do a, a fundraiser. We went out there. We went to San Nicolas Island. The weather was supposed to be up. It was not. In fact, it laid down almost to a lake uh, by 2 o'clock in the afternoon on the way home, so it made the, 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 the way home really, really comfortable. Um, it was game on. And if you wanted limits, you could have limits. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I explained to some people, just you, know, you don't get it. Okay? I never touched the bait. I fished the hookup bait the whole time, just different sizes. I went from uh, one and a quarter, uh, one and a half all the way to a four ounce, depending on the depth, okay? 
Um, unbelievable. On the bass rod? On the bass rod, oh, believe yeah. that. Okay, which is the mm-hmm. the uh, FSG 710H with And the, this was after 8 in the morning, right, when you wake up? Well, I, I actually got up early. <laughs> oh, that's a first. Yeah, it was a quarter to 8 when I got up. Wow. That was early. <laughs> quarter yeah. to 8. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah well, most people know that I like to sleep in. Uh-huh. And I go, don't wake me. So unless I'm hearing boom, 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 fish landing, yeah. don't bother. He goes, oh, you missed it. Several times, you missed it. What did I miss? Oh, we caught a bluefin. Cool. It was 15 pounds, yeah. one fish. Yeah. And they've been up since 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. No, I took my four hours sleep. I'm good. <laughs> but anyway, it was a fantastic trip as always. Captain TJ, Captain Butch did a fantastic job taking us to place the crew. You know, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, Brian cooks his butt off in there. Mm-hmm. and. Um, Stumpy and Michael and Sean, I mean, they, they run around that deck making sure everybody catches fish and you land the fish. I had one particular fish I didn't get to see. Okay, he took me. He was uh, a mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have caught her. <laughs> no, but I mean, it was uh, it pulled line like you wouldn't believe. Uh, some thought it was a yelto. I said, no, if it had been a yelto, we would have been able to catch this thing. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like TJ, it might have been a very large soup fin shark, mm. okay, or it could have been a black sea bass, but it, this thing peeled. And I'm on the bass rod with 20-pound test. Maybe it was a halibut. Funny thing is he didn't bust me off. He let go of the bait. I got my four-ounce. It, it was a mermaid. I'm telling you. had it by the hand, swimming around. Yeah. Not a man-made, yeah. but a mermaid. <laughs> a men-made. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, the El Dorado, we're going to miss it uh, the next two months while it's in, uh, uh, I mean, full, full. Uh, up. I mean, they, they go through the whole boat, do some boat work. It's fantastic. So, what's the victory doing? Uh, Victory has been doing well. First of all, I'm glad you guys had a great trip. I saw the pictures. That was a way to good way to end the year on the El Dorado. Uh, the Victory's been um, doing their local thing, catching a rockfish, whitefish, sheephead. They've actually had phenomenal sheephead fishing this this last week. Um, don't forget, guys. The Victory does uh, stay online until January uh, January 16th. Um, they're going to be targeting you know leadhead bass, um, maybe some sculpin. Uh, so you still have you still have the option to fish the Victory in January, guys, and they are still running their weekday special um, Monday through Friday. If you prepaid through the website, it's only sixty five bucks. Wow! Then then they That's go down good. for their annual then they go down for their annual maintenance until March first. All right, I love it. I love it. So uh, lots still happening over at uh, Long Beach. Sport fishing is it five 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 Pico Bull or what? What? Earthworm? I just I have what? to say the last time I was on the El Dorado, how comfortable that boat is, and they have a soda machine with ice. That's yeah. because they had a plant. Yeah. Okay, and we can put a hole so you can fit in there. They, <laughs> they had some dirt in the, in the, in the bucket there. Yeah, the dirt in the okay. bucket. Yeah. 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 yeah, That's why he was so comfortable. Yeah, I was. I was. How do How do you keep them, Eric? Do you keep them like you know how many feet underground do you keep them at home? Uh, about five feet. Five feet yeah. and moist uh, ground. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Real moist. Very it's right good. by the litter box, though. So I don't know where the water comes from. Yeah, I heard it's top grade manure. Mm, it's yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, you use uh, fer- <laughs> the fertilizer. Uses manure, right? Straight. Oh yeah, all the time. Straight. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Recycle. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of your friends would love to uh, contribute manure <laughs> <laughs> to have you lay under that. All right. Okay. So Steve, um, the victory until the sixteenth. Uh, pretty much the El Dorado. Uh, is done until March 1st, um, so it's a great time to get your gear together, mm-hmm. okay, and be prepared to go out on the boats again. It's been a fantastic year. Great year, great year, guys. 
All right. Well, you guys have a safe New Year. I we appreciate all you guys that have been fishing with us throughout the year. You guys all be safe. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, my friend. The Iceman. All right. Take us out, Erica. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Raiders Radio, AM 830, KLA. We'll be right back. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're Angels Radio, AM 830. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 Freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. Angels Radio. AM 830. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. Welcome back. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio on AM 830 KLA. You know, it's been a really good, we're almost done with the show, and it's, uh, I just want to thank Steve Carson and you, Andrew, and Erica, you as well. It's been a uh, it's been a great year. It's been a really really great year, and sure put in a lot of love, a lot of work. So, as we close out the show, what I like to know, okay, not necessarily your best catch, but the one you're going to remember from 2022. Mm-hmm. So, Andrew, what is the most memorable fish of 2022 for you? I would say well, I'm going to do two. I so, said one. Okay, do I pick salt or fresh water? I don't care. All right. Well, salt water. You already know what it's going to be. The first Dorado California waters with a bow and arrow. Okay. It ate an arrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not impressed. Okay, no problem. <laughs> All right, Steve Carson, your best, not your most memorable catch of 2022. Wow, uh, that that's a tough question. I caught a lot of fish, so uh-huh. I had a I had a very good year. I would say the the and I'm going to post that picture up here on uh, uh, Friends of Angler Chronicles in a second. I caught a very nice grouper while field testing uh, one of the new Penn Authority spinning reels uh, just before the ICAST show. And, of course, uh, the, the real one best new saltwater reel of the year at the ICAST show. So it was, was kind of cool to catch uh, a really, really beautiful fish on spinning tackle. Yes, yes, I know. I know spinning reels are coffee grinders. Mm-hmm. But um, they have their place. And, um, yeah, it was not the biggest fish of the year for me, but I'd say that's the most memorable one. All right. Um, what about you, Eric Larson? Now that none of these taking you fishing, what is your most memorable catch of the year? Oh, man. My most memorable catch of this year was probably Sergio. 
Oh heck yeah, yes. baby! Yes. Oh, Can I say I'm that? Or? You, you, and I haven't given you a review yet. Remember, you're fired. <laughs> <She's> fired. <laughs> now, but you, you, you got some really notable trout this year, right? Yeah, of course. Excellent, excellent. Every excellent. time I go with the hubby, I always get he always gets me on trout. Yeah, that's right. When you go with me, I'll get you in some real fish. She said, "Hubby, you know that's uh, that, that, if you cut hubby that's in your half. Respond, that, that's if you cut hubby in half, it's hub hookup bait. Time to go fishing." See. Pun intended. Prostitute. <laughs> come with me. It's Pun intended. <laughs> all right, so I'll give you mine. Mine is not necessarily the biggest fish I caught, but we're in the East Cape. We're mm-hmm. catching Dorado, and I want to go drop down in line size. I go down to 15-pound test on the bass rod, mm. the little 300, and the bass rod. Cast out. I mean, caught a couple of Dorado, and then all of a sudden, I get a striped marlin. Oh, jeez. And um, you'll see it on film. I think we, we got it on film in the episode, and it is epic. I, I saw the knot a couple of times, but we got him to the boat. Uh, measured out about 140 pounds, so it was a nice one. Not bad. 15-pound test. So Not that bad. was a lot of fun. Okay, so that was the fun one. I've, yeah, I've caught, like, like Steve said, we've caught a lot of fish this year. I've caught Wahoo and Dorado and mm-hmm. all the tunas and... I did not catch uh, an albacore. Yeah. Okay, the big A word. Okay, but it's good. All right, so um, those so, are the notable. Th- yeah. So we have notable catches, but I want to know where's the most notable fishing spot you went on this year? Because you went on a lot of trips. I went to a new place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, every every place that I go to has something special about it. Okay. Uh, this particular place knocked another place off the fishing spot for me. I probably won't go there again. Because this place is much, much fishier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would be, I used to go to Cedros a lot. I found, and they used to claim to be the yellowtail capital of the world. I can tell you without a fact that the new yellowtail capital of the world, and that, I don't think it's new, it's just, it's just more discovered, mm-hmm. is Bay of LA by mm-hmm. Los Angeles, which is on the other side. So the Cedros is on the Pacific, Bay of LA is on the uh, Sea of Cortez side, mm-hmm. okay? And it was simply unbelievable. Um, ben, for example, you know, he's been all over the world and simply told me this is probably the best place he ever went. And we caught Yellowtail, Cabrilla, um, Red Snapper, real Red Snapper, okay, mm-hmm. not over a million. Uh, golf Grouper. White Sea Bass. White Sea Bass. And the problem that you have, you're going down for the Golf Grouper and the White Sea Bass and the Yellowtail get in the way. So, And that, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they have a lot of other species we didn't target, but um, we, I caught a sheephead by, by chance uh, mm-hmm. down the deep. So I would say Bay of Valais, without a doubt, was, was the best place I've been in a very long time. Now, overall, accommodations probably be the East Cape. Mm-hmm. I love Hotel Palmas de Cortez and Hotel Playa del Sol. They take very good care of you. It's a different type of stay. I mean, oh, you yeah. got a swim up bar in an infinity pool. I just I, I remember the picture you Erica, posted. Has, Erica, your, has your feet up, Erica? <laughs> yes, Erica. Uh-huh. Infinity pool, swim up bar. There you go. That's the East Cape. Yeah. We can go there. Well, but and at the same time, we're catching all kinds of saltwater fish. Mm-hmm. So it was really good. You know what you ought to do? I just thought about it next year for the ladies tournament. Yeah. You can be on Rhonda's team. There you go. I'm in. Can you imagine okay. her and Rhonda on the same boat? They would win it. Yeah. Too bad you'd have to stay on the shore. Can I record oh. you saying that again? What? Oh, we yeah. would win it. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so those are, I think are the other are the notable places. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, did you did um, an eight day that was pretty epic, right? 
Uh, I, yeah, I did a couple of eight days this year, and pretty much any time you get on a trip like that, it's epic. Sometimes the weather's great, sometimes the weather's not that great, but the fishing is always great. So, yeah, um, you know, my favorite fish species is wahoo, and I caught uh, a lot more wahoo this year than I did last year, so that made me pretty happy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, that grouper, that grouper photo that I just put up on Prince of Angler Chronicles. I'm looking at it. Uh, that's probably that's probably the, the, my favorite individual fish of the What year. type of grouper is that? That's a golf grouper. Exactly. That's what I was catching over at uh, Bay of LA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, craziest thing. I mean, that's great. The tackle is crazy. We were using a 100-pound braid with a 130-pound leader with button, completely button drag as hard as as much as you can and the lever full uh drag and they were still pulling Jeez. okay so yeah, yeah they're slow pitch slow pitch jigging is like a whole nother thing completely different kind of fishing than what most people are used to um it's going to keep getting more and more popular uh but once people figure out what the rockfish regulations actually are um <laughs> you have to be a philadelphia lawyer to figure them out but once you do um, I think that slow pitch jigging is going to continue to grow in popularity. It's it's just a different kind of a thing. You can't equate it to anything else that you've done before. Agreed. All right. So, um, how much, Leilani, how much time do we have in this year's uh, program? Oh, Leilani's not there. Okay. Isn't that uh, crazy to think about? The year's over. Like, it's 2023. Okay, a little bit over five minutes. We have a little bit over five yeah. minutes. So, um it's been a crazy thing. Uh, any predictions for next year? Okay, anybody, do you dare, Steve, say albacore next year? Well, saying albacore is not that daring anymore because there's plenty of albacore caught in California. The trick is, will there be albacore south of San Francisco? And I know this is blasphemy, but I'm going to say I hope not. I agree with you. Because... Uh, you know, that could mean an interruption of our unprecedented. I still don't understand it, even though. So it started in 2016. So now we're in uh, 2023. I don't know how many years that is, but however many years that is, we've been in an unprecedented uh, bluefin tuna cycle in Southern California. I want that to continue. However, and Andrew really touched on it to show you just how capricious the ocean can be. Um, up out of uh, Fort Bragg, Eureka, and a little bit even in, into into Oregon, you had some periods of time up there in Cal in California, where you could go out and you could catch albacore, bluefin tuna, big eye tuna, yellowfin tuna, big ones by the way, and dorado in the at the same time in the same day in the same spot. Mm-hmm. Isn't uh, that just, crazy? You know, it's just the ocean is. Alive. Unpredictable, <laughs> unfathomable. I, I think it's crazy. I yeah. love it. All right, so that 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 is the thing. So, mm-hmm. what do you want to say? You got about three I, minutes. I'm just saying. Or do my, you want your review? What I can't wait. Actually, you know what? Let's do the review. Are you ready for the yeah, review? Yeah, I'm ready. Steve Carson, you are more than. Uh, uh, <laughs> jump in at any time it's time to review give them the am i gonna see sunlight at least we're, we're gonna give you a review all right, all right. okay wait you mean like an employee annual review Holy correct moly. correct those I, things I, are rough okay right so um 
You know, uh, you're starting at six feet under. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Erica, do you know where that comes from? Where does that come from? I happen to be talking to him on the phone. He said something really dumb. Okay. <laughs> and I was standing, I was, I was in Ketchikan looking at a totem pole. And I said, let me explain something to you with Angler Chronicles. If you want to be in Angler Chronicles, there's a pecking order, if you wish, right? So the totem pole, the highest uh, figure mm -hmm. on the totem pole was like, you know, it. And then you went down the totem pole. And he goes, oh, I'm at the bottom of the totem pole? I said, no, you're six feet under the totem pole. <laughs> you're in the dirt. From mm -hmm. there, we moved to uh, Worm, and then to Earthworm. I upgraded you to Earthworm, uh -huh. okay? I was going to name you a cucaracha, but we decided not to, to keep so, you an Earthworm. Better than Chupacabra. I don't know. At least Chupacabra's <laughs> above ground. So anyway, that is why he's six feet under. So you know, he's been trying, inching his way, inchworm. Inchworm. <laughs> inching his way up. The CSW sees if he sees daylight, he does some very good things, and then he does always something to bury himself. I do those ones on purpose, though. Yeah, Erica, yep. does he, do you do that at home too? He does something really cool, and then he'll do something just to bring himself back down. Always, always. Okay, so that, that's your mo. Uh -huh. All right, so Steve Carson, um, you, you, we've played with this kid for a year now. Uh, why don't you start with a little review? Two years. What do you think? Two years. What do you think, uh, Carson? I think he needs to be elevated at least to be above ground, if not, uh, you know, one tier up uh, above whoever's whoever's at ground level. I think he's done an outstanding job. I, I like that review. That's a good review. Thanks, Steve. That's a typical Steve Carson. Steve what? with Steve Carson, there's no problem. <laughs> He loves, yeah, he loves everybody. See, that, that's a typical Steve Carson. See, are you, are you see, with, uh, yep. me, with me, you have to brace yourself. All right, here we go. Time. I'm sitting down for this. Okay. Well, you started at six feet. Uh -huh. I know that Rhonda tried elevating you to five feet mm -hmm. and bring you up. I, I know that I've taken you all the way down to eight feet. Mm -hmm. Okay. But overall, if I, if I look at it, you do a very good job, okay, with your reports. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Erica? Anybody can read, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did a very good job. You're very thorough. I really do appreciate you. And what we do, and when I worked at Pfizer, I came up with what's called a velvet hammer. You know, so you you, you smooth them out all velvety, then poof, hit them over the uh -huh. head with a hammer in sales. So here, are you ready? Uh-huh. It's only a minute left in the show. Okay. Question will be, are you at six feet? Are you above ground, or have you gone deeper? Steve Carson, what would be your guess, real quick? I think he should be above ground. Okay. Er above ground. Erica, what do you think? I agree. Above ground. Okay. Mm -hmm. So are you ready? Yep. But are you really? <laughs> I mean, I, are you really ready? Because, I, I mean, you know, it's, everybody's listening right now, and they're going, okay, so what's it going to be? What's it going to be? What's it going to be? Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. I think that before anything, I gotta play. You do have your theme song. <laughs> this is his theme song. You know that <laughs> he has his own song right here. It's a dancing worm. You hear? <laughs> yeah. All right. Without further ado, your new position on the totem pole. Wait, I'm on the totem pole. That's good. 6.2 inches. Hey, I'll take <laughs> no, it. Anyway, have a, everybody have a happy new year. Okay? Be good to each other. 
and we will see you next week. Get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles. As the stock market slumps and instability this year got you concerned, would you like a way that could protect your retirement when the markets are down? Gold Alliance would like to give you two free reports, the Inflation Survival Plan and the Stock Market Correction Plan. Both give actionable insights you can use now that could protect your savings in uncertain times. Absolutely free. Don't wait. Call 800-200-2079. 800-200-2079. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results stock up and save big now store wide at the lowe's truckload event for a limited time save up to 50 percent on select tools and accessories from the brands you trust and buy a dewalt 12 inch dual bevel miter saw and get an adjustable stand for free plus get deals on appliances bath and more head to your local lowe's or visit lowe's.com to shop the truckload event today while supplies last selection varies by location valid 1229 through 111 Hey, it's Devin Tillis. I'm a forward. UCI and Eaters men's basketball.